you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast is in the best shape of its career. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hannes, and I'm joined by a room filled with some heroes, Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Good to have you back. Oh, it's so great to be back. A lot of Formally. energy in that intro, just like you're just happy about life. Yeah, life is good. It would be better if Sessler was with us today, but he had to uh, attend to some family business, had to leave a little earlier than usual, so his chair is empty. So we're going to have to wait a couple more days before the foursome, the full room of heroes is together. But I'm very excited and happy to be back in the studio with you fellas on a full-time basis after my paternity leave. I just want to say right off the top, a very special thank you to one of our great listeners, Indy Sarah, who mm. sent a onesie to my son, Jack, a Masters <laughs> of the Universe onesie that um, I would have loved to wear when I was a kid, and now my son will get to wear. So thank you very much to Indy Sarah for that. We have a excellent show, gentlemen. Greg, you are the boss. You... You called me while I was away and asked me if I would like to go to Seattle to cover the kickoff of the NFL season. I said, yes, I would like to do that. So I'll be heading up to Seattle for the the Packers and the Seahawks, the Thursday night football game. Uh, So we're going to get into that game. Big preview show. Wes, I know you love previews. We haven't done a lot of preview stuff on this podcast, I know, in the last couple of weeks. We uh we told people we were done with previews. What what are you talking about? We're gonna be previewing every game. Our Thursday show each week is gonna be previewing every game of the That's week. That's what we do. We preview stuff. I'm happy. Are you happy? I'm very I wish happy. You weren't a liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're gonna get into that game and break it down. Really, to the top uh, Super Bowl contenders in the NFL this year facing off. I will also get into our team of ATL debate. Yes, we are around the NFL now, but. We are still uh, trying to find the team of ATL. It's been grandfathered in. That's just uh, the name. We yeah, can't think of a better name. name. Just through the name. It's a one piece that we keep that the shadowy league figures can't take away from us. So the team of ATL discussion, we've narrowed it down to 13 teams. So we're going to nominate each of us. And, and Mark uh, will nominate a team, not from the grave. That would be strong to say that. But uh, from... <laughs> From somewhere, he's gonna. He sent me his pick, and I'm going to tell you who it is as well. In absentia. There you go. Thank you. That was the word. Absentia. Absentia. There you go. Yes. Greg has the correct pronunciation. <laughs> so we're gonna get into that. Uh, but before any of that, gentlemen. Oh, it's good to be back, guys. Before any of that, we're gonna do a little bit of news, and to do that, we gotta introduce the great man behind the glass, Tay Date. What's going on, guys? Huh? Dan, glad to have you back. Thanks, buddy. Glad to have you back. I know. It's just, I like just sitting here, relaxing, watching the master at work. <laughs> Don't have to worry about a thing. And I did. I did point out uh, when you're, I saw you're TD. The, you're the Jonah Hill to Craig uh, Rosenthal's uh, McLovin. Oh, <laughs> wow. No one wins that compar- that uh, analogy. Uh, I, I do want to point out also, TD, that if that's what who, who we are, you are Paul Rudd. Um, 
an African American Paul Rudd because you are very much. Wait, are you African American? I am African American. It's just African. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm both. I'm both. You yes. are the Paul Rudd in that analogy from the Apto Empire because I saw how good look you look today. Really dressed up, and I wondered if it was because of me. Nice outfit you have work, and you're like a classy-looking dude. Hey, man, it's a big event. Big day. Big day. <laughs> start, of the, start of the NFL season. Dan's back. I'm ready to go to work. All right. Let's do some news. <laughs> yes! Uh, yes! One of the top ten songs in the history of music right there. Of all time. Love that song. Do you honestly? That's the Mark Morrison version, right? That is the Mark Morrison right, yeah, version. Right, yeah. That's a great song. I've never seen Wesley this far. I know. Yeah, I approve. It's, he had his hands in the air. You well, know that I've ranked the top 200 breakup songs of all time. <laughs> really? That is, I only rank breakup songs when I'm in a relationship. Okay. Before the breakup? <laughs> Just as a yeah. distraction? Wow. That seems because to Because when something. you don't have a girlfriend, you're not ranking breakup songs. I'm never ranking breakup songs. No. But Wes <laughs> is very eclectic in his music tastes, and also he's a man that likes mixes and, and lists rankings. and those type of things. So this all kind of checks out. I'm ranking you right now. Isn't that mm. just, I, I like that. I don't I think so. of that. I think of that as like a – wasn't that like a cheesy song they used on an SNL skit or something? Well, I don't know, Greg. I stopped watching <laughs> SNL right around the early 90s. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. So, J.J. Watt, of course, is one of the most dominating players in the league, and now the Houston Texans are paying him like it. NFL Media's Albert Breer reported early Tuesday that Watt and the Texans have reached a six-year extension uh, worth $100 million. Watt got $30.876 million guaranteed at signing, and he'll get another $21 million uh, that becomes fully guaranteed once he's on the roster at the start of the 2016 league year, which, barring catastrophe, will happen. So he's ended up getting about $50 million just for being J.J. Watt, which checks out, doesn't it? Sure. He's the best defensive player in the NFL and has been for two years. Yeah, I, I wrote in the piece, I, I thought he's coming off a two-year stretch as good as any defensive player in the last 20 years. I think you could put Darrell Revis uh, at his peak right there with it, but Watt's come in and... He's been historical. The, the 2012 and, season was ridiculous, and last season was quietly ridiculous. Yeah, I, and then I did. I wrote a follow-up post today because I, I liked what you said. You called Watt's 2013 season quietly incredible because these things can get lost when the rest of the team uh, melts down the way they did in a 2-14 and 14 year. Watt, in the last two seasons, and this according to the NFL media research team, has led all NFL players in sacks, 31, quarterback hits, 89, knockdowns, 85, tackles for loss, 61, Batted passes at the line of scrimmage, J.J. Swat stuff, 21, and tackles by defensive ends, 161, and that's over the past two seasons. That's video game production. It's The guy has been outrageous. As good as he's like Calvin Johnson, but on the defensive side of the ball. Doesn't he already seem like a perennial all-pro? And he's 25 years old. Right. This is That's the thing. He, he could have an all-time great Lawrence Taylor type of career, or it could be somewhere lower than that, but it just seems like that's what we're arguing about, like which type of Hall of Fame career he's going to have, which is crazy to say after three years, but barring injury or anything like that. Wave Phillips said it after one year. That he was right, though. Yes. And and Watt's doing this from playing from the inside. Uh, a lot of times it's not like he's an edge rusher getting all these numbers. And it, it's good to see, I mean, not, not that he needed it, but they didn't have to give him this money necessarily right now. He had two more years left on his contract, but he's just one of those types of players. You just give him the money because it's the right thing to do, and he'd be the most underpaid player in football. And- and I know a lot of people. No, not a lot of people are picking the Texans to do much this year, and I won't disagree with that because they have no quarterback, and that's a big problem. But 
it is exciting to think about if you're a Texans fan or even just someone that follows the NFL. You have Watt, who's potentially historic player, just entering his prime. And then you have Jadavian Clowney, who is a freakish talent coming into the league. What these two guys can do together if everything clicks. That's a hell of a foundation. I mean, that's something. At least you got something to start from. A lot of teams coming off of a number one overall pick, they don't have something like that. I mean, that's... Um, it's a great place to go from. How many rosters have two players under the age of 25 with Hall of Fame talent on the same side of the ball? Mm. So you're saying what, Watt and... Uh, Clowney? Oh, I thought Daniel Manning. He returned <laughs> He returned to Houston. I don't think he's under 25. Okay, <laughs> Gentlemen, it turns out that Matt Schaub is not the future of the quarterback what? position in the NFL, uh, let alone the Raiders. <laughs> the decision was handed down or announced on Monday. Derek Carr, the rookie will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders <laughs> when they open the season on Sunday against my beloved New York Jets. This after Schaub had been pumped up. I think Wes, you wrote, called it a propaganda campaign run by the Raiders throughout the offseason. Pumping up Schaub <laughs> as a man that was you know, among the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, someone that could start for them for a period of years. He doesn't even make it through training camp. So Derek Carr is now the starter. By all accounts, I think anybody that follows football knows that this is probably the right move. Schaub looks shot. Carr is the man. And Ian Rappaport reported that the Raiders hope he takes a job and runs with it, which I guess makes sense. I don't want to go all uh, Hunter S. Thompson on Nixon or uh, H.L. <laughs> Mencken on William Jennings Bryan here, but I don't want to kick them while they're down. or I don't want to mm. say that I kicked them before they were down. You've been kicking them. But Raiders fans can now throw in the white flag in their little fight with me. <laughs> that they have been losing at every step along the way. And then we're just bounced out of the ring yesterday on this decision. <laughs> like thrown over, the, thrown over the top rope, sprawling onto the cement. I picked up Raiders Nation yeah. and I threw them out of the ring. So I thought you didn't want to bury them. <laughs> no, I didn't want to bury It's over. Wesley took them down, Raiders fans. Don't log on to the internet. It's done. I don't want to bury Matt Schaub. I feel like... This uh, this was bound to happen. He had a good career. He was at at certain points in his career one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Good for him, but it's been over for a while. I think that the two things you have enjoyed in life the most over the last month: the return of the Mac and uh, <laughs> the fall of Matt Schaub. The fall of Matt Schaub happened last year, and everyone in the NFL knew it except for Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie. But but. Credit where credit's due. Chris Wessling kind of was vocal about this from the very moment it happened that the Raiders had made a gargantuan mistake. And I guess credit to the Raiders, I guess. I know Mark Sessler had uh, tweeted something that the Raiders got this one right. But really, they got it wrong on almost every level, but then admitted defeat before – you know, letting their ego get in the way, I guess, or, or maybe Reggie McKenzie realizes how important the season is to him staying employed. They had to move on from Schaub. It was too clear that Carr was the right guy. Ian raised some good points. If this ends up like the Seahawks where De- Derek Carr ends up as the face of the franchise, if they luck into that or if they were prescient enough to see that ahead of time, the Matt Schaub signing will be, you know, yesterday's news. Nobody will ever care about it. But how they messed up is – Yes, it was a propaganda machine. You don't call this guy a top 10 quarterback. You don't call him on par with Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers. <laughs> you don't give him $8 million. You don't call him the face of the franchise and a guy who could be the starter for the next two to three years because what it did was we started to hear guys like Maurice Jones-Drew and Lamar Woodley every week saying we're a Super Bowl team. So you've raised the expectations up to the highest they could possibly be, and then you turn to a rookie the week the season starts. 
the season's are you're not going to win with a rookie with that with the town on that roster. It's already another lost season. Well, the sore elbow, if he does have a sore elbow, which we have to assume he does, did did them a favor. And I do wonder. I don't know. Maybe they could be a little frisky, Derek Carr. I Maybe think he's good. They're playing. This is a surprise. Three weeks ago, even though I know you've been really down on shop, no one was thinking this was going to happen. I was. You were. Wes yeah. always. Wes saw this from the beginning. I said looking into the future. from the beginning of. Well, even West from the Adonis. first time I saw him throw in in preseason, I said, "There's." I, I wonder if he'll even be on the roster. There's no way he. He's no way he can play another snap in the NFL. I don't think he'd be on the roster if his money wasn't guaranteed. It's I all agree. guaranteed. They gave him the money, so it doesn't make sense to cut him. If you and from a micro point of view, uh, if you're a Jets fan, you were really hoping Schaub would be starting on Sunday, and the Jets have this beleaguered secondary because you knew he wasn't going to test it. I still think that uh, the Jets are in a good position uh, this week to win with a rookie quarterback, with the Raiders flying east against Rex Ryan's defense. But they stand a better shot now, and that you could draw that out for the Raiders as a whole. They're get, putting Carr in there at least gives them some juice and gives them a shot, whereas I think Schaub, they were just going to be running in place. You better hope so. I mean, God. the Raiders go into New York in Whoa. week one. You might as well set that entire locker room on fire. The wheels are off <laughs> if they don't win. Must win game, week one. <laughs> Moving forward, here's something from Sunday. Uh, Alex Smith, who is doing very well for himself financially in this league, Alex Smith and the Kansas City Chiefs struck a four-year, $68 million extension worth roughly $17 million per year and includes $45 million in guarantees, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. Uh, this is a deal that's different than some of the other deals we've seen uh, in recent uh, weeks and months where kind of pay as you go. This is money that Alex Smith gets entering his 10th season. The Chiefs are now married to him. They believe in him. They're paying him like he's a top-end quarterback. Does he des- A, does he deserve that type of money? And B, was this the right move? I think he deserves it in the short term. Right now, he's carrying. He's helping to carry their franchise. After a couple years, we'll see. Uh, they could move on. They could still draft another quarterback. It's not in the plans right now, but I don't. I think... He knows more than anyone this is, even if it's not a pay-as-you-go concert, it's a play-as-you-go league. I mean, he's as good as his last year. If he stinks this year, they'll be looking for another quarterback. I think by the end of last season, we had come to the conclusion that Alex Smith was on the plus side of the after Dalton scale. Yes. That he's better than Dalton. He deserves a contract. And when I look at a guy like Alex Smith and Jay Cutler, Cutler's got more tools if you asked me which quarterback with the game on the line would I trust, it would be Alex Smith. Hmm. And then, I mean, to me, also this deal brings me back again to the Kaepernick deal because you would put Colin Kaepernick on the other side of the Dalton scale too, correct? Colin Kaepernick is, is better than Alex Smith. I, I don't mean, think that's even debatable. Are we looking at a, a historically bad job by Colin Kaepernick's representation now that you're seeing Alex Smith that, get ex- this kind of contract? It's not exactly Master P. Ricky Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that well, is that's uh, ground zero. But in that realm. Kaepernick had one full year as a starting quarterback before he took that deal, and just like in real life, the amount of years that you've played and wins and, and things like that, they do matter. The total yards you've had in your career, it does help you get a better contract. I, it, I give a lot of credit to Alex Smith because I don't think we ever would have seen this coming four years from now. A lot of quarterbacks would have given up on themselves or, or, or something, or they just wouldn't have stuck through it. I remember the Super Bowl that the Niners were in two years ago, sitting in one of those banquet halls while the players are sitting at the tables and, and Alex Smith was there, he had been supplanted. He, all the questions he got were basically, 
you know, talking about how he's been able to handle being benched. And you could tell he was just going through the motions, being a good soldier. And he, but he had this forlorn look on his face. I remember like, I can't wait until this is over. That was a low point in his career. And now he's kind of come all the way back around where now he's an entrenched starter, gets another big contract. This is a guy that was known as a number one overall pick that was a bust. I don't know. I think the low point of his career was when the 49ers crowd was chanting for uh, Troy Smith. Or no, they were chanting for David Carr to come in the game. <laughs> that was one of the lowest moments in 49ers franchise history. I mean, Alex Smith had some low moments. Yes, he did. And to get back to where I just remember before they hosted the Saints in that divisional game that Smith started, and he played fantastic, just thinking like how far he had come in his career to get to that point, and, and he's gotten even better since then. He gets knocked for being a game manager, and some of that is fair, but the same people who knock him for being a game manager do not give him credit for being one of the most effective scramblers in the NFL, which he is. Michael Sam has found a new job, gentlemen. Or he's about to. The Dallas Cowboys plan to bring the free agent defensive in for a physical on Wednesday, uh, Ian Rappaport reported. And if he passes that physical, which we have no reason to believe he won't, he'll be added to the team's practice squad. Uh, Sam, of course, was one of the final cutdowns by the St. Louis Rams after he had a productive preseason with St. Louis. The first openly gay player in the NFL was the 251st overall pick in the NFL draft. He's got a job. I, I was surprised the Rams didn't keep him. I mean, I would I would have guessed that he would have made the practice squad, and I think this sort of shines a light on what happens to thousands of players this time of year. You You forget about all these guys that are just in this strange football limbo that they want to continue their career, but what do you do? And Panthers got, wide receiver Stephen Hill has the same feeling. Stephen Hill, well, he had a couple of years in the league first. Yes, he's on a practice squad now, too. That was got, got un- a gig. That was an unfair Stephen Hill shot. I'm just happy Thank that this surely. situation has provided uh, Jeff Schultz of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with a chance to enlighten me <laughs> on how important of a statistic preseason sacks are. Uh, now I know. Uh, why, why, they're, basi- they're basically the most important stat in the history of football. <laughs> now we know. What are you saying? What is your what's that, your most point? people have no idea what you're talking that about? Two and a half, <laughs> including me. Two and a half sacks racked, racked up by Michael Sam in the preseason against four stringers who were no longer even be in the league mean that he has to be on an NFL so, roster. Okay, so you're saying the idea that he had piled up two and a half sacks, piled should, up two yeah, and a half. We That's a great we phrase. We shouldn't read too much into that, or there's a reason why maybe he didn't go on to another team immediately. Yes, that's what I would well, say. Well, there was a stat okay. going. There was a stat going around this past week and how twelve players in preseason right, that, had two that and was a half sacks. That was a silly stat. Another meaningless stat. That, I mean, you could not pick a more meaningless stat than preseason sacks. It's a small and meaningless sample size, and it just you don't make any points based off that. That's crazy what? talk. You can- <laughs> I just want to get Wesley to calm down. Thank you. <laughs> you can make make teams off of preseason uh, sacks, though. What's the Packers guy who had five sacks? Oh, he made. I think he made the team off of what he was doing in training camp because we heard about him right. even before preseason games started. Well, that's what this Sam news when the Rams and they said they had injuries at other positions, and I'm sure they did that they needed to have you know covered on the practice squad, and and so that hurt Sam's chances. But I think the reports and the suggestions we've heard that he really struggled in practice showed up then because if he was better in practice and in the preseason. That's a guy you keep around, but I think he's a guy who who really struggled does, in practice. Does this smell like another Jerry Jones publicity move rather than the Cowboys actually thinking Michael Sam can help them in the long run? It's both. 
I like the uh, I like that you pointed out that injuries on the team matter in who how they choose the practice squad. But Greg, there is no room for nuance in this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, Jerry Jones. There was a great feature about him in ESPN the magazine last week, and uh, you know he he's up front and center about that he wants attention. You know he he likes that. That's certainly <laughs> not going to be a negative for him bringing Michael Sam to the team. But what did he say? But about it's a practice squad. Let's not pretend. I mean, they gave they gave a spot in the practice squad for a reality show winner on the Cowboys, and and it worked out. The guy actually helped them. So you know, let's not pretend these jobs are impossible. What's up, what's up with Jared? By the way, what did he say about his uh, son with Johnny Manziel? He st- he said, "I'm still so damn mad at him." Yeah, because he ended up. He should be mad at himself. He wanted Johnny Manziel that badly with passion, and everyone else in the war room told him it was a bad idea. We just signed Tony Romo to $55 million guaranteed. Jason Garrett wanted no part of Johnny Manziel. No one wanted Johnny Manziel, but Jerry Jones did, and he basically he let his son talk him out of doing it. So you were that close to about nine sandwiches, Dave. I know. I, still, I don't even like talking about it. I don't know why I brought it up because it gets me so mad because I nailed it but get nothing for it. <laughs> Jerry Jones my, would do well. my favorite new job. <laughs> Jerry Jones would do well to listen to my sixth grade teacher. Who, who was that? Bet her best advice ever. If you're looking for attention, you can find another mm. A in the dictionary. Mm. Mm. My, Tasty. I, I always think of uh, my tennis Nailed coach ha- in high school had great uh, advice for me. He said, Greg, he said 95% of the people you meet in life are idiots <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome what a great coach. I, I, ha- I had one from my eighth grade social <laughs> studies teacher miss myself but i won't bring it up now because i'm not going to top that okay cool. uh moving Sorry, forward myself yes some <laughs> other news uh from over the weekend ryan mallet is on the move the new england patriots have finally found someone to take uh the former third round pick the quarterback has been traded to the houston texans for a conditional seventh-round pick that can become a sixth-round pick if Mallet plays, I believe, 40% of the Texans' snaps this season. Uh, to make room for Mallet, the Texans parted ways with your boy, Wes, Case Keenum, who was let go and then promptly picked up by the St. Louis Rams, who needed another quarterback after Sam Bradford blew out his knee again. I actually don't think this helps Keenum's chances of seeing playing time. Hmm. I thought he had a much better chance of seeing time behind Fitzpatrick Look, a, a coach can't, can only sit and watch Ryan Fitzpatrick implode so many times before he'll pull him out. Sean Hill's a game manager. He'll keep you in games. He's not going to implode. Mallet, then, by that logic, will play some games for Houston. Uh, there's not think. a doubt in my mind that Mallet will play in some games for Houston. And then everyone can see why the Patriots had to basically give him away. Because they, they mismanaged this slightly. I think they could have gotten – they were trying to trade him, and they probably could have had a mid-round pick a year or two ago. It wasn't worth waiting yeah. He's a free agent after the year. The Texans are going to want to see at some point what he has. Right. I would like to wager a sandwich uh, with you, mm. Mr. Wessling, that Case Keenan will start more games than Ryan Mallett this year. Do you choose to accept those terms? <laughs> Absolutely. Can I get in on that? Yeah, sure. Come on All in, right. buddy. All right. I'm on Wes's side. You're taking Keenum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I'm, by the I'm, way, I'm with Wes. while I'm we're doing health. some bookkeeping, Wes – we did wager earlier in the offseason that Geno Smith would be the Jets quarterback. Mark and I both owe yes. you a sandwich. But, no, we're even Steven now because I never got you your Johnny Manziel sandwich. Okay. So we're even. <laughs> Greg, you and I have a sandwich at Richie Incognito 
will return to the league. I have that he will. He's been cleared. It looks like we're heading down that well, road. Well, we thought so. For a day or two, it looked like you were going to be digging in. But now I've got, I've got a chance. Sanity is a prevailing. Lot of sandwiches. We have a few more, too. Right. And well, I, another one will be decided officially, though, next week, Chris. Uh, you told me that Matt Flynn would not be on the Packers opening day roster. And I told you, meatball with cheese. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'll make up on that with the uh, Robert Woods Which reminds me. Which reminds me, before the season starts in earnest, we should definitely have a game of go get my lunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, get the, one the going. The last part is uh, it's supposed to be implied. You always forget that. Oh, that it's a game? No, the, <laughs> the word. Oh, the, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. We should definitely get some wagers out there before yeah, the season a, really gets underway. Do we have an sh- opportunity? I guess today would have been it. Mm, <laughs> very Thursday. good at this job. What about Thursday. Well, you, yeah, we're going to be previewing. Why don't we do it next week? It's all right. All right, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next uh, Wednesday. Our That's new schedule, by the way, for all our listeners out there. Sunday nights, we're going to be in here late. And we'll hubba. recap the whole week. It'll be ready for you early Monday morning on the East Coast. And then we'll be back here on Wednesdays and uh, Friday mornings for our preview show. Okay, good. Nice plug there, Greg. And finally, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay, who... We know got in some trouble earlier this year after a police stop has been suspended six games and fined $500,000 for his uh, DWI uh, arrest in March. The suspension begins on Wednesday and will last until after the Colts game against the Houston Texans on October 9th. Uh, And obviously Jim Mercer will have no connection to the team during that time and he'll be able to I guess put this behind him but right now he's got to move forward and deal with the suspension and pay the fine which I think he could probably handle and he cited his addiction problems in in this statement I mean he went out of his way to say he he's trying to see this as a positive because it's helped him confront his addiction his dad had a very public battle with addiction too and six weeks. I thought it might be a little more. And but. he he's he's agreed to drug testing as well. So this is going to be a real challenge for a guy that struggled his whole life, or in many recent years with this addiction. Uh, the league is going to be involved with the drug testing now. So that is something else to watch going forward. It's not a surprise because they they suspended Tom Luan, the Lions president, for a month for similar offense. So it, it seemed like this was the what they had to do. And finally, Kyle Orton is back in the NFL. The Quarterback who was released by the Dallas Cowboys has signed a, a two-year deal with the Buffalo Bills uh, worth, uh, I believe, $11 million, 5.5 this upcoming season. The rare uh, news piece that Ian sent into our desk, and then he ended it with the word really because he <laughs> thought people might be kidding that Kyle Orton yes. is making this much money. So Orton now steps in and he becomes EJ Manuel's backup, which I suppose is an upgrade over Jeff Tool and other backup? characters. Well, at least initially. I've got to go get my lunch proposition for you. Mm. Maybe you should save it for when we do it. All right. <laughs> we'll save it. Let me uh, guess. It has something to do with Kyle Orton starting <laughs> games. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, it's already out there. I wanted to throw it out. Basically, out. what happened here was the Bills paid $5 million to ensure that the Browns won't have the first two picks in next year's draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sessler's big theory, if you, if you missed it, Dan, that, that they're going to have the first two picks, the Browns own the Bills pick, they have their own pick, and then they're going to trade up with themselves <laughs> if to finally get their quarterback in the future. If you're E.J. Emanuel, how do you feel right now that you, not only were you not voted one of the team captains, mm. but they went out and 
pulled they pulled out of retirement a dude who would rather be on his couch than playing. Five million dollars <laughs> for this year is no joke. No uh, joke at for all. For a backup quarterback. That's not backup quarterback That's money. That's Josh McCown money. EJ Manuel's leash definitely doesn't go past September if he's not playing well with that much money committed to the backup. It's a panic move. Like, you can't really argue against it because it, it does upgrade what they have, but it's a panic move. It, it reminds me a little bit of Josh Freeman last year in Minnesota. It's just it's it's, when the ship is sinking, that these are the things that it's happen. It's panic, but it's prudent. I'm not joking about that draft pick thing. The Bills have to ensure that they don't give up the second pick in the draft. Hmm. Yikes. Uh, all right, gentlemen, that's what's happening. Hey, TD, before we move into the next portion, I want to add one more bit of news that, you know, we're all big Priyanka fans in this room, the Thursday Night Football theme song lady from last year. I know our one of our former producers, the great Kay Rich, who we actually saw today. It was great to see Kay Rich. Uh, she uh, efforted for a long time trying to get Kay Rich on the show, or excuse me, try to get Priyanka on the show. Never happened. So maybe because that, mm. Priyanka's out. And in, announced by CBS and NFL Network, the new singer is none other than Rihanna. That will be the song they'll use. Of course, the 2009 Jay-Z, Kanye, with Rihanna on the hook there, Run This Town. Nice late period Jay-Z single, I always thought. I think uh, it's an upgrade. Yeah. I mean, I liked Priyanka, but that's an upgrade right there. I kind of agree with you. And also, somehow Don Cheadle's involved. That's what? the other thing. He's involved somehow in the in the intro. So this will be the he's, CBS he's opening He's now playing the Jay-Z role. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I say Don Cheadle always gets called in to replace other black entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, but uh, Rihanna was actually here in, 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 the, in the office. Oh, that's so right. The one day I was out of work that really? particular she week, was. she was here. Yeah. So I guess this is part of the deal or I don't know. I don't Must know. have been. That that's right up there when we had a fire drill a couple of years ago and Chrissy Teigen for whatever reason was Ooh. in the building and I ended up being next to her in the fire drill and I didn't realize it was her until she was gone. Bad move by you, Dan. Bad job. So that's it. So it's over. The Priyanka reign is one and done. Rihanna's in in the house. She, she was on for two years, Priyanka. Did she get two years? Yes, she was. Sorry, sorry, Priyanka. <laughs> Uh, all right, so gentlemen, what do we want to uh, talk about next? Do we want to get into the team of ATL or do we want to talk about Thursday night football? Should we do Thursday Night Football first? All right. That sounds like you answered it. The Green Bay Packers uh, are heading to Seattle, the toughest place to play in the NFL, they say, uh, to face the defending Super Bowl champion, Seattle Seahawks, in a game that they're calling Revenge of the Fail Mary. No, no, no. Don't get it wrong. It's (laughs) Fail Mary 2, Road to Redemption. Wait, what Wait, is the what? road to That's, redemption well, thing? Because we did, because we did um, movie trailers Wait, what are you for, for the season, about? right? Oh. So, we did a trailer for yeah, this? we did movie no, trailers. Those are cool. And this guy here produced a movie trailer for this for this matchup, so that's the title I gave. I, I gave like the, it. to the movie. So it's road. So wait, just for our our listeners, this guy here is is you, Myself, yeah. There's yeah, not yeah. anyone else no. in the room. So it's Fail Mary two colon. Road wait, to is redemption. the two the number two or is it the Roman numerals? Roman numeral two. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it's Fail Mary 2 colon Road to Redemption. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, redemption is a strong word to use yeah. for the Packers, but. I went dramatic. It was part okay. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in my mind. <laughs> Am I the only one who doesn't care about Fail Mary and wishes it would just go away? I was, right. It doesn't matter here. Who cares? We had the same discussion. I, I stopped by the Dave Damaschek football program 
uh, on Monday, and we talked about the same thing. I think that's way more a media product than the players. It's like steroids and Tim Tebow and a few other issues going on right now. The media loves it. Fans don't care. Yeah, we don't need any hokey hook. These are. This is a great matchup. This, I, this yeah, is such a good exactly. game. I almost wish it wasn't the first game of the year because mm. I'd be excited enough for Cardinals Seahawks. You give me the best game on the NFL schedule this year. I'd like this thing on Sunday night in Week 15 about, or something. How about this, fellas? I'll, I'll tell you right now. We usually we're going to do our picks again this year. Uh, every game we will pick, and we'll have a big contest to see who's the greatest of all the greats. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm picking the Packers in week one. And wow. I don't know if I'm alone on that, but I think this is the Packers' year. I've already predicted them to win the Super Bowl. I predicted that they need the tiebreaker to have home field in the oh, NFC yeah. title game. So they better win week one. Big game, and I think the Packers You're come to play. You're picking the Packers. Wow. I picked the mm. Packers to win the Super Bowl too, but I don't I, think I'm going to pick them this I week. I have a Sessler that they're going to win this game. Ooh. Wow. But I don't know if I'm going to go with that Sessler. Well, yeah, look, you, it's not a Sessler if you Wait, don't, don't try to it. talk them into it because I want a hero pick look, on this. they're playing. I want you guys to both lose. They're playing <laughs> in the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Nobody gets out of there. I thought it was Boom. I call it Doom because <laughs> people are doomed when they enter there. Oh, Good I think save. Vince McMahon might Good uh, save. sue you for that. And just for those that don't know, that's to play off the Legion of Doom, which is the Justice League team. But Ooh. carry on. I this thought it was a wrestlers, the former Road Warriors. Well, I, I'm <laughs> anyway. This might surprise you, but I don't really care about these <laughs> contrived nicknames that they've created to sell T-shirts. All right, All right. we got it, Wes. <laughs> what what logical reason though uh, do we have to think that the Seahawks are going to lose? They're they're looking in the preseason like they were ready to go. Well, have you seen the Packers' offense in the preseason? Yeah, I love them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. There you go. That's a logical I think, reason. I think it's not – personally, I don't think it's a situation where the Seahawks are going to lay an egg on Thursday night like the way the Giants did a couple of years ago when they defended the title against the Cowboys. I think they're just happening to run into a big-time team that I think they'll see again in January. And uh, I don't know. It is, it's a Sessler on my part on some level, too. I think the Packers are going to put up the points, and I think they're going to get it done. It's going to be a close game. I think a field goal will decide it. Uh, one way or the other. I was talking to Alex Gelhar in the newsroom. He's kind of our jack-of-all-trades in the newsroom. And, and a Packers fan. He was reminding me of the Bucks game where they almost upset the Seahawks in Seattle last year with Mike James running for 150 yards or something, just blowing through kind of a power back, just blowing right up the gut. I think we could see Eddie Lacy do some of that. The Seahawks aren't made to stop big backs. Hmm. I think that'll be a... One thing to watch in this game are the two lines, especially for Seattle. I mean, their offensive line, people forget, was one of the worst in the league at pass protecting. Now you got J.R. Sweezy and Justin Britt, rookies probably starting at right tackle. And, you know, I want to see if this Packers pass rush. Now we got Clay Matthews back. They got Julius Julius Peppers Peppers on the other side. Mike Daniels. It's got our making the leap, guys. To me, it's more about whether the Packers defense is actually going to be better this year, like we've been saying all off season, because they've started out these seasons a couple times on national TV, whether against the 49ers or Saints, Saints, and give up 35, 40 points. That's I could good. see, I could see that happening too. Yep. All right. So obviously, I took the Packers, uh, gentlemen. Let's hear your official picks. I'm taking the Seahawks. Ooh, I feel like this pick. new Packers no huddle offense is for real. They'll score 30 points and. Just barely lose because nobody ah. wins in Seattle. Ah, you had me on the hook there. I had to go with my head over my gut. All right, so there you have it. We have uh, one pick for the Packers and two for the Seahawks. Uh, the game will be played Thursday night. 
And uh, Dan will be there. I'll be there. Looking forward to that. I mean, we're underselling this bad boy. These yeah. are the two most talented teams in the league, along with the Saints. Are you kidding me? The top no, two teams of our power What you right, though. It's almost weird to bang this game out on Thursday night before the first Sunday of yeah. the year. I like it. It's, it's cool, weird. though. It's yeah, cool. it's very cool. It reminds me of that Saints Seahawks or Saints Packers game from a few years ago. 33 to 30 or 36 33. It was a great game to start off the season. I'm kind of fired up about this. I like having this game in the first game. Everybody gets to see it. And we'll, after the game's over, you gentlemen will come upstairs to the podcast studio, That's Studio right. 66. You're going to get me on the horn after I come back from the locker room. I mean, we are all over this. This is why we won the Stitcher. Mm. This is why we're best of two th- 2013 iTunes. This is why society has viewed us as something to listen to. And we're not. Resting on our laurels. <laughs> because people. you get vacations to Seattle? <laughs> no, because know. we're going to oh. be in here on Thursday night. Last year, oh. people liked the the fact we'd have game analysis right after the Bang. game. So now we're doing it Thursday nights, too. Home Give runs. the people what they want. There's a lot. Yes. That's Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's true. A lot of Barry Horowitz uh, backslapping here. So, yeah. So get ready for Thursday. And we will now get ready to finally announce our official nominees we're the team of ATL, and there's only one way to really kind of kick this off in earnest, and that is give it to our man, Dick Banks. I like it that Bob Dylan hasn't retired. He's still writing songs. (laughs) A lot of of music on this show. The one-man house band. Love it. Uh, Thank you. Damashek, of course, and Dick Banks have worked together for a long time. Put me in touch with the man. I had a nice about 30-minute conversation with Dick before uh, he recorded that. It was good, yeah. This guy's quite a talker and a good guy. So thank you for that. that. And that really sets the stage. Now that you have a theme song, um, I will now go through. There are only 13 teams that have not been eliminated in the time that I was away with my young son and wife. There was uh, teams eliminated, a number of teams. If I knew how to subtract 32 minus 13, I 19. could tell you. 19. 19 eliminated. So this is who's left. The Steelers, the Browns. What? <laughs> I know. The Jaguars. Come on, guys. The Colts, Chargers, Ravens, Vikings, Packers, Bears, Panthers, and that is because we roll anybody that was a previous team of ATL as the Panthers were last year. It doesn't really matter what happens in the offseason. You're at least you're, you're, what do they call it? You're pushed directly into the, you, you, get a buy. you escape the yes. first elimination chamber. Uh, the Saints, Bucks, and finally the Cardinals, the only NFC West uh, team available for team of ATL this year. So that's a 13 team. So I guess before we go today, uh, we will. All three of us, and I will I'll let you know, Mark's in a moment, what his, his finals pick is. So there, of these four picks, the team of ATL will most likely, or there's a good chance team of ATL will be one of these teams, but we also reserve the right. We won't name the team of ATL until probably around week three or four like we did last year. Hmm. We also reserve the right to use a Matthew Mulligan. <laughs> if there's a team that <laughs> we previously eliminated, we will bring them back in because – 
Honestly, who's even tracking this seriously? No, we're not even really doing uh, it seriously. I guarantee you there somebody's some. tracking this. Someone, <laughs> someone was sending us. There's a spreadsheet out there. No, he had a whole setup oh, yeah, that's with true. helmets. The guy was tracking wow. it with helmets. I love our listeners. I love our listeners. So, yes, we, uh, we will give four finalists now, and potentially they will be the team of ITL. So we'll start with Mark Sessler since he's not here in absentia. Mark Sessler chose... The Minnesota Vikings as his nominee hmm. as the team of ATL, a team with a rookie quarterback, the best running back in the league, a nice young nucleus there, of course, Corderell Patterson. Uh, some reasons to be excited. So Mark chooses the Minnesota Vikings. Play outdoors. I approve. Our yeah. number one making the leap. Wow, they are coming out of nowhere and looking like a really strong contender right now. They're number two on my power list. And let's yeah, and let's let's reserve uh, any uh, if you have a doubt about someone's pick. This is not really the place to shoot it down right now. We're just re- revealing the nominees, and we'll now throw it to the mailman, Chris Wessling, with his nominee as of the team of ATL. Well, I've been talking them up all off season, so I have to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who mm. are on the ballots of two of our writers for the Super Bowl. That's a nice pick, and I know. Uh, Mark Sessler, who is not here in absentia, uh, might not be comfortable with that. But at the same time, I think he understands, as we all do, that this team has a chance to be much improved this year. And they didn't have a great preseason, but there's a lot of track record there and a great quarterback and a good coach. All right, so we're not allowed to say anything negative. That's the rule here? Well, we don't want to go crazy. Okay, yeah, it's, it's one of the nominees. You can throw out something throw out critical. Something well, negative about you your MVP it. pick from last year. No, I'm just saying there's something about the Steelers as – the team with so many Lombardi trophies as the team of ATL. That has I, nothing to do with it. Well, I don't know. I that think has it does. nothing to do with it. I think it does. Why? It's what, same reason why we weren't going to pick the Seahawks, because they're defending champs. That's not why. Why? Mm. Because it doesn't matter what the Steelers did 10 years ago Seahawks or are five fun to years watch. ago. Like right. Are, so bring them, make them your nomination. No. Oh. I'm going to go with the team in their division, the Arizona Cardinals. Bruce Arians with the Kangol hat. You know, Carson Palmer, rejuvenation, got to make everyone go crazy. John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, Andre Ellington. This is going to be a fun team to watch. Their defense will be better than you think. Mm. I noticed you didn't mention their defense until the end there. <laughs> well, that's because you've been trashing them. Because but I don't care. Trash. You know what? This is a fan base. I'm kind of also – I'm rooting for the fan base. What a, they don't have a fan base. That, that's what I'm saying. This, is, this team has been well, beaten down. I want to see a new team win the Super Bowl, have some fun. Nice pick, and you get you are getting behind Carson Palmer, which I, f- I feel like is a little bit just as my fantasy team. I did the same thing. I'm feeling a little woozy about it. <laughs> You're doing the same thing. You're getting behind Carson Palmer, saying he could lead a team deep into the playoffs, the best division in the league. Listen, maybe the team it just seems out. seems fun. And you know, in the in the Oscars, when they say it's an honor to be just nominated, these teams all feel the same way. Right. I, I've heard from GMs across the league. My team, I choose the San Diego Chargers as my nominee for the team of ATL. I just like what's going on in San Diego, and I like what we saw last year. Uh, Phillip Rivers rejuvenated. We got some really nice players on both sides of the ball. I like what the coaching staff has done there, and I think that that is a team that we've all kind of been – this is part of, for me, a little bit of a, a group think. I know we've all kind of been, been into them in the offseason. I feel like they deserve a nomination as a finalist. So I nominate the, the San Diego Chargers as the final uh, nominees team of ATL. I like that one. So that's it. The final nominees are the Vikings. Wes, you took who again? Steelers. Steelers, Chargers, and Cardinals. So those are most likely one of those four teams will be the team of hmm. ATL, unless we have to take a Matthew Mulligan. 
there's a little known factor that we haven't explained on the team of ATL. So when we try to figure out who's going to cover games each week, it matters like who you're excited to watch. Yes, very good point. And I, I'm not excited to watch the Chargers, but they fit a lot of the other criteria. Hmm. And just uh, for maybe new listeners, the team of ATL, we picked the Panthers last year, last September, a team that we really like to watch and we get behind, and it's kind of the team that gets all our good juju uh, throughout the season. So that's it. Hey, hey, no need to get racial about it. All right, I apologize for that. Okay, so that's it for today's edition of the Around the League Excuse me, the Around the NFL podcast. That will take a little while to get used to. Uh, we will be back again on Thursday. I'll be in Seattle. The, the rest of the heroes will be in here, and we will go over the great uh, Thursday night football matchup and preview all the week one games. So get excited for that. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. This is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman and the boss and TD behind the glass. Later. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.